When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest has been a mainstay of Democratic policy making for over 30 years and just served as the White House Chief of Staff. Please welcome to The Late Show, Ron Klain. Uh, listen, uh, nice, nice to see you again. Nice to We've be here. Briefly before, uh, you st- first started working with Joe Biden 36 years ago. Um, uh, now, until recently, you were the, the chief of staff. There you are. There's the two of you in the Oval Office right there. And, yeah, that's a nice... That's a, that, the, the black and white, the black and white gives it gravitas. Yeah. Like you're Jack yeah. and Bobby or something. Yeah, right there. it's very classy. It's very classy. It's very nice. But, um, uh, before we start, are you absolutely sure you took no classified documents home? <laughs> When you left the White House. Stephen, I am absolutely sure I took no documents at all when I left the White House. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Well, only time will tell, Ron Klain. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chief of Staff is the guy who gets the call. Yeah. Before the, even the president, to go like, well, what is this thing that's incoming to the executive branch that we need to deal with right now? Now that you are no longer that guy, do you get to sleep at night? Uh, well, I've been out for about a week, and yes, I am sleeping much better, that's for sure. You know, um, you, you are the person. When you're the chief of staff, you're the person they call to decide whether or not we should wake up the president. And I used to sleep with my phone uh, by the bed with a special ringtone from the Situation Room, so I would be sure to wake up when it so came. So when that sound happens... That you get up. You, what was, you, the, yeah, what yeah. was the sound? It was kind of like a, you know, a chimey kind of sound. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so we went through a week last summer, though, where the phone rang every night. And I kept on getting up, and, and, and there was no one there. And, and I, I, I kept on calling back the Situation Room. Did you call me? No, Mr. Klain, we didn't call you. So went on night after night after night. Finally, after about a week, I, you know, got up the next day, looked out, and realized my neighbors had installed the new wind chime with the exact same sound <laughs> as my special ring. So I had to change the ring, all and right. now I sleep. All right, excellent, excellent. Now, uh, can you tell us what's going on with all these, uh, uh, these UFOs? Because they're unidentified flying objects. You'll admit that, sir. <laughs> yeah, I will admit Answer the question, are... sir. <laughs> yes, I will admit. You know that... you're sworn in before you come on any late-night yeah, show. absolutely. Okay. Uh, I will admit they are as yet unidentified. Look, I was there when uh, we did identify a Chinese spy balloon coming into our airspace, and the president made the right decision to shoot it down once it safely had exited 
over land. It could be shot down safely over water. Why, but really, why over water? Because there's a lot of the United States where there's nobody, pe no people out there. Yeah, you know, Stephen, when, when you're going to drop a couple thousand pounds of metal and shrapnel, you just want to be extra sure it doesn't fall on a school or a church or anything like that. You're the chief of staff. I don't yeah, know. no, I trust me. That is one okay, of the chief okay. of staff rules. So you sure. were there for that, for the, you know, yeah, when they took the, that yes, down. We know what that what was. What about the one in Alaska or yeah. Canada or the, the one uh, in Lake Huron? You, no, were you gone for that? I, I was gone for those. And what I can tell you is I know our military, North Command, led by General Van Herc, they're recovering the remains. They're going to figure out what it was. We have the best people on it. Oh, will they but, tell us? And they will tell us what it was. Uh, but I can tell you there is no evidence at all, I'm sorry, that it is aliens in any way, shape, or form. Are you saying that these aren't aliens, or there's no evidence at all of any aliens out there? What Answer I, your question, yeah. you're sworn in. Yeah, what I'll say is there is no evidence of alien life on Earth other than Ted Cruz. <laughs> all right. So you've... You've, uh, you've, you've, you've left the White House, yeah. uh, but not public service, one imagines. You'll, you'll do something. What role would you play in Biden's 2024 campaign? Well, look, if the president runs for re-election, and I hope he will, I think he should run for re-election, I'm going to help him any way I can. I'll offer advice. I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help. But, uh, you know, two years as chief of staff, it's a very long tenure for that job. And it's just time for a little bit of rest and relaxation before the campaign season starts. What do people not understand about the job of chief of staff? Look, I think you, I think people don't really appreciate what an amazing team you get to lead as chief of staff. There are about 400 people who work at the White House. We were very lucky in the Biden administration. We worked very hard to have the most diverse White House staff in history. First time ever, a majority of the White House staff was female. First time ever, a majority of the, yeah. First time ever, a majority of the senior White House staff was female. Uh, record numbers of people of color working on the staff. Uh, that people, I would get there very early. I would stay very late. People were there when I got there. They were there after I left. People come into that building every day to work so hard for the American people to try to make this country a better place. And that's something, it is an unbelievable honor to be able to lead that team. Now, a recent poll... A recent poll, uh, an AP show poll recently says 37% of Democrats want President Biden to seek a second term, with many citing his age as their reason for hesitation. What is your response to people who think that he's too old to be running at 82 and serve until he's 86? Have you thought about a little Grecian formula? <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about... Look, I, I ask people to look at the record. This president has passed the most significant economic plan since FDR while managing the largest land war, war in Europe since Truman. He passed the largest infrastructure bill since Eisenhower, the most significant gun control bill since Clinton, and passed the most significant climate change bill in any country, any place on earth at any time. And I think if you look at that record, yeah, and I think if you look at that record, and then you just saw him, you just saw him last week, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the House Republicans of the State of the Union, holding his own, more than holding his own, uh, against a kind of raucous crowd, I think that's a person who's doing a great job as president and should go for four more years. Now, I know the, the, the State of the Union is probably the hardest speech to write. It's, yeah. There are more hands, more thumbs get into that pie than probably should. Everyone wants their issue to be addressed, yeah. everybody in the administration, every department in the administration. Um, it's gone over the fine-tooth comb. 
I assume that you're involved in that process on a certain level. Uh, I, I was. The president has two great people who lead that process, Mike Donilon and Bruce Reed, at the White House. But I certainly had my two cents in there. Okay, so you're watching it. Where Are you watching it from the White House or are you up in the gallery? Where so are you? my role, I watched it from the White House to kind of lead our continuity of government efforts in case anything, God forbid, happened during the state. You of the and the Secretary of uh, Labor? L labor. He was yeah. off at a different location. Yep. So a big, big effort to make sure nothing bad happened. <laughs> is it, do you, did the person who gets chosen as the designated survivor, like the cabinet secretary, when they find out they're the person, they went, oh, I'm the one you don't care about. No, 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 no. This is the person who, if the worst happened, would become president of the United States. It's a, it's a great honor to be the designated survivor. Obviously, Secretary of Labor. Marty Walsh. Okay, exactly yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> That's what I was yes, going to say. Yes. I just want to know if you knew. I just want to yeah. know if you knew. Oh, yeah, yeah, come on. Because I totally knew it was Marty Walsh. Yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. knew that's, that's who it was. Okay, so when, when you know, the, 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 you know, the Cruella de Vils out there were going, boo, bad, you yeah. do, you stink. Yeah. When they were doing all that, after he accurately described yes. uh, the, the position of, of some of the members of the Republican Party about Social Security and Medicare, stated, multiple times stated, that they wanted to cut it. Um... Uh, were you guys excited? Did we, you did you plan for that moment? We, we did plan a little bit for that moment. We were excited. Look, if you don't want to be accused of trying to cut Social Security and Medicare, maybe you shouldn't try to cut Social Security and Medicare. Okay? And, and so, you know, look, Harry, Harry Truman, you know, was, was called Give Him Hell Harry. Yeah. And Harry Truman once famously said, I don't give him hell. I just tell the truth about them, and it feels like hell. And, and that's what that moment felt like at the State of the Union. So um, when is the president going to announce? Well, that's up to him and his family to pick the right time. But I hope, uh, you know, in the not-too-distant future, as I said, I think... So he is announcing. So he well, is that's, again, I'm, I'm not here to announce that he's announcing. I'm not here to announce that he's announcing. Sounds like he is. But I'm here to announce that I hope he announces. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much for being here. Ron Klain, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, everyone. It's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though. Because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives, is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.